You're listening to the podcast of Real Life Church. We love, we live, we relate. Honestly, there is nothing more delightful than getting together and just sharing about how we are impacting and changing and transforming our city and our nation, our neighborhood and our nation with the goodness and the love of God. It is, it is, you know, it gives me goosebumps. It is absolutely delightful. So, but I want to, I want to pick up and, and start something, something new this morning. And <clears throat> Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that you are here. We welcome you. We love you. I ask Holy Spirit that as I share and minister this morning, that we have opportunity to receive not just words from Stuart, but an impartation and a revelation, something that is personal and practical. We, we open ourselves up. We remove the clutter. We remove the things on our radar. The frustrations, the hurts, the disappointments, the anxiety. Just be able to receive directly from you this morning, Holy Spirit. It's all about you. And so as we kick off, oh, we just ask that your will, your way be done in us and through us this morning. In your most beautiful name. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. Why don't you put out your hands? Bless this man. I receive it in Jesus' name. It just, I need to know that there's a little bit of a, a conduit happening. Otherwise, I'll, I'll do what like Joan suggested and just get a lilo, chill out in the sun and in the, in the fresh air and just to enjoy his, his presence. But I think the reality is my deepest desire isn't to invite people to a Sunday morning. It isn't to provide a, a motivational talk. It isn't to prepare for a podcast that goes up or, um, or a, even a, a good message. I'm wanting to introduce us and the people that we are around to Kingdom Encounters. We need to experience more Kingdom Encounters so that we become revolutionaries in the communities and the cities and the people that we have influence over and that we have influence in. We can't transform our neighborhood and we can't transform our nation if we are not having authentic and powerful encounters yeah. with Jesus through the manifestation and the privilege we have of having this most divine union with Holy Spirit. Is not about a feel-good factor. It's not about goosebumps. It's about introducing and being used by Holy Spirit to actively and, and authentically see His kingdom come and the manifestation of this kingdom of His kingdom on earth. And so, my prayer, and I put out my hands to all of you and say, "May you be blessed." May your soul and your spirit and your body and your emotions be blessed by encounters upon encounters upon encounters. And may your encounters be a, a baton that you pass on. 
that you receive and that you give. I was speaking to Lynette during the course of the, the week about the, the beauty of generosity and how generous people attract generosity and, 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 and they can go out and be more generous. And there's something of the kingdom of God in generosity that I think we need to wake up and just remind ourselves to. And so this morning, I'm going to share on. Rebecca, so good to see you too. So if you'll open to the book of Rebecca, I'm only joking. I knew I'd get you to blush. Fantastic. So I'm going to share on from Acts. Acts 1, 2, and 3 today. But I'm going to start in with Acts, and we're going to go a little bit of Acts 1, a little bit of Acts 2, and we're going to position ourselves in Acts 3 to carry on for, for, for next week. And we've talked about the importance and the value um, that we need, to, we need to know the voice of God. We need to be in the Word, as Brechi said this morning. We need to be so steeped in the, in the Word of God. We need to have an understanding of the, of the Word. So when, when things come and go, when there's a change of seasons, when there's a change in politics, when there's a change in environment, we can say, no, I stand firm on the rock of the Word of God. I know exactly where I stand firm. I'm not going to get battered and bruised by the things that come against you. I'll understand them. And like that uh, puma, you know, that, that, that bricky, just like, and off you go, and it does a, a, a line book and just like tumbles down the, the rocks and to, to the bottom. But we need to, under, we need to know the Word of God and be in tune with the Holy Spirit so we can understand the times and that we don't get put off course or off kilter by things. Our encounters, friends, and we said this time and time again, this is just part of my introduction. I've got 14 pages of introduction and then we're going to move on. And Candace says, oh, so help me God. But our encounters have to be rooted in our identity. If we don't understand our identity, we can't go out and do the things that Jesus wants us to do. If we don't understand the power, the authority, if we don't understand the divine union of who we are, we can just go and give people a, a shadow, a foretaste, something that's not authentic, that's counterfeit, that won't last long. But we want to be able to ensure that we are able to, to go out and give a genuine, authentic encounter. Because the Holy Spirit is not something we talk about. He is someone we experience. We can't just teach of the Holy Spirit. We have got to impact and impart Holy Spirit to people so that the encounters, the person of the Holy Spirit becomes a real experience. Because we can minister and we can operate from an experience with Holy Spirit, but we can't do it just from a knowledge of having read or a, a third party hearsay about what Holy Spirit has done in their lives. And as I do my best to preach on spiritual power, I ask Holy Spirit, won't you come and release authentic spiritual power over us this morning, that the manifestation of Holy Spirit over each and every one of us will do far more than the words that I share this morning, although I do believe that they are a timeless word from you. Friends, if we want to impact and change and transform our city of Johannesburg, if we want to change the judiciary, if we want to change government, if we want to change the legislative, we can't think that we can do that by a vote alone. We want to have to be able to change our city and every department in our city because we carry an encounter wherever we go and into every environment that we go into. We must understand the power and the presence and the person of Holy Spirit. 
we must be rooted in Holy Spirit himself. The Holy Spirit is viewed as a, as a city of power. I was speaking to some folks in the course of the week and, and they've moved into Johannesburg because this is a place of potential. Johannesburg is a place where dreams come true. Johannesburg is a place where you can make money. Johannesburg is a place where you can find, find vision. Johannesburg is a place where you can find purpose. People from all over the world come to Johannesburg as a business mecca of, of Southern Africa, of Africa, to be able to make and do change. But the reality, even all of that, that vision, the financial institutions, the stock exchange, the industry that we have in Johannesburg pales into significance to when people get an encounter with Holy Spirit to understand what their kingdom vision is, their kingdom power is, their kingdom release, their kingdom dreams. And so we get to change the fake for the, and the counterfeit for the real. I trust that people will be able to come to Johannesburg because they know that this is a city of kingdom encounters above all else. And friends, you and I, if we introduce people to the person of Jesus and encounter the Holy Spirit, our city can be known as something far more than a city that used to have gold. We want to be a beacon of hope and of love. You know, the, the, the logos of, of Johannesburg generally have like the Ponty Tower, the, the, the Vodacom Tower, you know, uh, the SABC Tower. You know, but I hope that we look at that and we go, no, there is a lighthouse tower that is rising up in Johannesburg, that people will be attracted to Johannesburg because there is something of glorious supernatural kingdom light that shines and manifests above all else that Johannesburg is known for. That we're a group of people who connect people to their passions and their purpose. Your best job description is, I am a son of God and I connect people to their destiny. I am a daughter of God and I connect people to their promises. I connect people to their passions. That's what I want us to be known for. That we're a conduit between the kingdom of heaven and the people of earth. And we unlock and release something of godly encounters into people. And when we think of godly encounters, you know, I think, Lord, won't your Holy Spirit fall? And when I think of that, I think of Joan rolling on the floor. I think of Jill Ward and her, and her knee going out. I think of laughter. I think of goosebumps. I think of the times we've had, the manifestations, the healings, the signs, the wonders. And we're going to get to that in the next couple of weeks. But I want you to say it's more than just a goosebump moment. It's more than shake, rattling, rolling, or laughter and levitation and water changing to wine and we we've had the blessing of all of that but that's just a foretaste of the most amazing things that god has in store for us i know want to, i no longer want to talk about the history of the things that holy spirit did in, in in us and to us i want to say this is what god is doing in us right now and this is what god has in store for us and friends, when we get together, we're experiencing encounters on a daily and on a regular basis where we have to say there's no more preaching happening because it's not about a pulpit or a preacher or a message. It's just Sunday morning as a coming together of the collective testimonies of what God has done in your life. That's the most beautiful Sunday morning that we can experience. But I want to start off that godly encounters are when people like you and I introduce and show and demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ to a people that are alienated from love and hope. Where their identity is not recognized, when we connect people to families, where we understand what covenant community is, 
Because for so many people, the thought of talking about love, of hope, of covenant, of relationship as a foreign context to them. There are, you know, the, we, we might be super privileged in, in, in our, our northern suburbs, in our western mindset, where we think that a, a glorious encounter is when we can drink water that's been turned into wine. But for most people in our city, a glorious godly encounter is when somebody comes up and says, you have purpose. We love you. We believe in you. We want to support you. We, just don't, we won't, don't just want to feed you. We want to demonstrate a love that you have experienced like no other. To receive love and honor and respect from others. To receive love, honor and respect from people that don't know them. For a lot of people is a godly encounter. And that's the least of what you and I have to offer. And so in this time of coming out of what we have started, I just again want to honor each and every one of you as Mark said just now. Because you haven't just distributed food and Bibles. You've gone out and you've shared and demonstrated a godly encounter. I choose to love you without any strings attached. So we get back to Acts 1. <laughs> I just, it seems to get a little bit like... Isn't this weather just beautiful? Yes. Oh, I love it when it rains, but not on a Saturday or a Sunday. Because then our, our roof leaks again. It's like, ah! Oh. And I just thought we had got out of that. So, so in Acts 1, this is Jesus risen from the dead. And he gathers his disciples. And Jesus has been teaching his disciples for 40 days. And he's teaching them about, we're going to go to verse 6. And he's teaching about the kingdom of God. So, and we've shared this in so many different ways. And so in verse 6, so when the apostles were with Jesus, that's important, they were asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Number one, I love the fact that the disciples were with Jesus. Spiritual power and spiritual authority and our desire to usher in godly encounters begins with the fact that as disciples we are with Jesus. We cannot give and share authentic kingdom encounters if we do it in isolation or on our own or on manner from last month or last year or Hong Kong or whatever the other things are. We need to say, no, I want godly and I want to be with Jesus so that I can share the kingdom encounters. We want to live in the fullness of Holy Spirit anointing and we have to if we want to help and heal a broken world, a world that is, is insanely polarized. And I'm not just talking about what's happening on the other side of the Atlantic or it is the Atlantic, hey, on the other side of the Atlantic, where opinions and worldviews become so polarizing. We want to walk in the authentic resurrection power, and we can only do this by being with Jesus. The beauty of a Sunday morning family connect is when the brothers and sisters get together and are with Jesus to experience something corporate that we cannot do on our own. And when we are together and we experience who Jesus is, we get to carry his resurrection power. Without Jesus, we cannot walk in the power of Holy Spirit. 
I feel that there are too many people who are living for Jesus. I think there are too many people living under Jesus and not enough people living with Jesus. And I think there's something important. You know, I can, I can live under Jesus. I can live under anything. I can live for something. But living with Jesus, there's something uniquely personal and different. And in verse 7, he replied, the father, the father alone has authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, Judea, Johannesburg, I like the GAs, and to the ends of the earth. And so their question is, now, when are you going to free us? When are we going to have our kingdom restored? Now, Jesus' reply is, I'm not going to tell you when, but I'm going to tell you how. And so Jesus tells us how to see his kingdom come. And that's what we've got to focus on. It's not about the whens and all this, but Jesus tells us how we get to see his kingdom manifest in Johannesburg from our neighborhood to our nation. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes upon your life and he is going to change you from the inside out. And when we are changed from the inside out because we are with Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit, we will be the kind of people that witness and reveal Jesus to the world. And we don't need a course. We don't need a meeting to be able to do that. Wherever we go, we have the beauty of being able to reveal Jesus. Jesus is saying, when the power of God comes upon you, the world will see Jesus in you. Oh Lord, won't people see Jesus in me wherever I go? Won't Jesus be revealed in real life wherever real life turn up? Won't we become more and more of a beacon of hope and of healing and of restoration? Because people see us and they see Jesus. No matter how gorgeous Caesar is looking this morning. I just, I just see Jesus. Especially when you stand up and dance and worship. Now the launch of the church that we are part of. The launch of the church 2,000 years ago began with a promise. And friends, we need to hold on to that promise. The promise that the Spirit of God will come upon you and you will be empowered. So when you say to me, I can't do this, I go, mm. where's the Spirit of God gone? Nando's. You know, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I, I can't do this. Why not? Where's the Spirit of God gone? You know, he's in isolation. He's in your lockdown. You know, so, so, so if the Holy Spirit is upon you and you have Holy Spirit in you, then people should see Jesus through you. We are empowered that wherever we go. And again, I'm not saying that you must do what Mark does, Rashi doesn't. I don't have to do what Rashi does. But my, my friends, we have to do what Holy Spirit has called us to do. And we are empowered. That's the promise that we were given at the beginning of the church, that you don't have to do this in your own strength. So when you tell me I don't know what to do, fine. Then just do what Jesus does. If you don't have the strength, or, oh, I'm getting sidetracked. Let's move on. A powerless church cannot reveal Jesus, but a powerful church 
will reveal and release the power of the kingdom on earth. And friends, his promise to real life church, his promise to breakthrough, his promise to Pinehurst Baptist, his promise to everyone was that you will receive power to do what I've called you to do. And the disciples ask, when will you free us? When will you restore our kingdom? Because they had it all wrong. Won't you come and free me from my oppressors? When is our situation going to change? Oh, woe is me. I feel so oppressed in this current age. I feel life is so unfair under this current regime. I feel life is so unfair under this current lockdown. I cannot do what I want to do. Won't you turn this world upside down? The reality, friends, I think what they were saying is, won't you put me in charge? When is our kingdom going to come? I don't like this kingdom. I want my kingdom. I don't want this. I want mine. When will you put us in charge? But the design of God was never to put us in power. The design of God was to put power in us. And there is a crucial difference. We just need to look at what's happening around the world today to realize that God's mandate isn't to put us in power. He's to put power in us. When we rise up in the beautiful, authentic power that resonates and habitates and has its place in each and every one of us, we don't need a position because we operate from a kingdom. Too many believers, too many people I think live in Acts 1. If only God would put me in a position of power. If only God would give me that power, rather than recognizing the power that is in them. And friends, this is Bible. Our goal is not to get into power, it's to live in the power in us. The resurrected power of Jesus, the authentic power of Holy Spirit. The greatest moves in the kingdom of God have not started from top down. The greatest moves in the kingdom of God have come within. Now, if, if, if I look, look at it, I'm not nearly as clever as, as John and so many other amazing people. So I just look clever because I hang around clever people, you know. And, and when I'm stuck, at least I, I, I can either go 50-50 or I phone a friend. So... So I, 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 phone, I phone a friend, I, I, you know. And, and the greatest moves of God have been through people that you and I would never have said, my goodness, that person is going to unlock something extraordinary and great. And I take heart and think, you know, I just look around and think, oh my goodness, that person, possibly not, too much profile, too much pulpit, too much paycheck. <laughs> my goodness. That person has none of them. I need to hang around with them. That's where the move of God, that's where the, that, we, we see more and more encounters in, in the, the poorer areas of Alex and Soweto and Deep Spirit and all of those things than that I'm seeing in the, in the stock exchange, you know, or, you know, the, the, the business around, around Santon. I, I really do hope that changes, not because I want either or, I just want both and. No, I, want to see, I want to see everything. The move of God is always from the fringe 
It's about people who carry and understand that they carry the beauty of the power of Jesus and want to unlock encounters. We doing okay? Awesome. Good, Jane. Keep smiling. Keeps me going. Fantastic. So in Acts 1, it's a promise that we'll walk in power with the Holy Spirit. Verse 9. After saying this, he was taken into a cloud while they were all watching, and they could see him no longer. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why are you standing here staring into heaven? They're staring so long that God has to send two angels to snap them out of it. Come, boys. The time of looking is over. We've got work to do. In Acts 2, they're praying and seeing God, and the Holy Spirit comes upon them and empowers them. So in Acts 1, they were confused about the power of God. In Acts 2, they encountered God's power. And I think so many people start off, oh, I hope this has been working. I think so many people start off with a confusion. How can I do this, Lord? You know, if only you knew me. Duh. And God says, no, I'm, it's, it's, we, we can't do this. Let's not be confused. I am going to give you power. And then we receive the power. And then so many people go, yes, receive the power of Holy Spirit. And, and I, you know, we are, I've, I've stood in prayer lines and circles for so many times. I just want more of Holy Spirit. You know, I, I look at some of the things I've asked Holy Spirit for. You know, like I've asked Josh Mills to pray for me. Let, let oil come out of my hands, Jesus. You know, and, I'm like, and I long to see oil come out of my hands like Josh Mills. And it doesn't happen. I go, oh, Lord, why not? I just want to be like Josh Mills. And Lord says, no, Stu, I want you to be like Stu. Josh wants to be like you. And Josh wants to be like <laughs> you too. It's like, no, but Lord, I, I, but let, let's not just go, oh Lord, I know that you've given me power. I know that you've given me power. But so actually now we move into Acts 3. Lord, what do I do with the power that you give me? We move out of confusion into empowerment. And from empowerment, we move into being able to release the goodness of God. In Acts 3, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. What time was the prayer service? I'm just testing. I'm glad that some of you are still awake. So they went out for afternoon prayer at three o'clock. And as they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg from the people going to take, go into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. I hope we can say to people, Look at us. Take your gaze, take your stare off the ground, and look at us. And see something in us that resonates. The man looked at them eagerly, expecting money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. Friends, we don't have to have all the material trappings. What we carry is of more significance and more worth. 
but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the layman by the right hand and helped him up. Again, it's not just giving out a charismatic bumper sticker. I think too often people quote a scripture and they move straight on into their niceties. To be honest, I fall short of that often. And I use my, my shyness as an excuse. And I think God is saying to me now, enough is enough. No more excuses. Let's get our hands dirty. Hey, Francois, you know, we're going to get our hands dirty. Get up and walk. They took the lame man by the hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and straightened. He jumped up, stood on his feet and began to walk. Then, while walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. So in Acts 1, staring into heaven, expecting God to do something that he's called us to do, staring in heaven, wanting to be in power rather than full of power, to Acts 2, I'm in unity, in person, with Jesus, and with the believers, and we are in place. We are in the upper room together. We get empowered together. As the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and then in Acts 3, they went from staring into heaven to staring into the eyes of a layman. They went from expecting God to do it to stepping into the moment that God had called them to. Friends, I honestly believe that this pandemic and virus is not from God, but God will use all things to glorify his name. I honestly believe that as a group of friends, we have changed and evolved for the better because of what we have put our hands up to and the revelation of what we have. Friends, together, we are in a journey. So there's, there's chochos. <laughs> all things bright and beautiful all creatures great and small fantastic but but we we have positioned ourselves and god has placed you and i here for a time like this the prophetic words the teachings the things that we prepared ourselves off and over for the past couple of months and years have positioned us so that we can go and release encounters. As a church, my encouragement to us all is let's not give up the gathering together to understand the power, the passion and the purpose that he's given us, to take the personal responsibility. I think out of all of 2019 that's the phrase that just resonated with me the most is the personal responsibility that Candace brought we live in the next season about moving into encounters from confusion to conviction about what Holy Spirit has called us to do
I'd like us to share communion together, please. Uh, so, um, Trace, Ange, would you mind uh, just bringing through the, the communion? Holy Spirit, Jesus, Father God, as we take communion this morning, I want to remind myself, and I hope that you can do this for yourselves. Lord, I asked you, choose this morning. To remove myself from confusion. I no longer want to stare into the clouds. I don't want to have this unfair expectation that you must do what you've asked me to do. Holy Spirit, as we take this bread reminded of Jesus you giving up your body that your body was broken and bruised that you did it willingly it was not taken from you you gave it up so that we can live healed whole and set free Jesus you shed your blood and this morning as we drink this juice in symbolization of what you've shed for us we don't want to let any drop be wasted we thank you for our eternity our salvation but also our authority and our identity in you and Holy Spirit as we share communion together we thank you I thank you that you have brought us together as a family with a plan and with a purpose with an expectation for godly encounters Every month, every week, every day, every hour, every moment. I choose the power and authority of Holy Spirit. And this week, I will love, I will share hope.
But Lord, I, I want so much more. I want to say to the lame people, look into my eyes and see Jesus. And I say to your body, be it physical, emotional or spiritual, get up and walk. I want to hold their hand and allow them to rise up out of their former identity and brokenness in every aspect. And I want to usher them in to the temple under the kingdom of God. Father, I want so much more than what I'm seeing at the moment. I know that you have given us so much more than we are seeing at the moment. That you have given us all power. And we embrace that and acknowledge that now. I no longer bind myself to wanting to be in power. I recognize the power that is in me. Amen. Wasn't that a, just a great word, eh? I just want us to just, um, maybe just for a minute, just take a pause. Um, just in what Stu was sharing and even just starting off with Brachy, I really just feel like there's a weightiness I just sensed on the togetherness. Um, even as Stu was saying, Brachy started off with the picture of the church, us all being together. Stuart speaking about not neglecting the gathering together of the saints. In, in that Acts 2, it, spe 2 it speaks about they were together in the upper room. Uh, just boasting on the guys this morning, just sharing, actually on boasting on every single one of you and just your involvement over lockdown during the, the past eight months. It's, I really believe that the more that we're longing for, the more that we're wanting to see in God, we're going to see, but it's in the togetherness. It's in the togetherness. So just... Allow Holy Spirit just to just drink in what he was saying this morning about the togetherness. It's together. It's together that we're going to go into these different things. It's, it's all about team. I really just yeah. resonate with Stuart. I want to just really encourage you guys to go listen to that prophetic word that came over the church. Again, it was all about team, togetherness. Um, you know, just even an, an, another example of that, I mean, like Johan, not being able to go out on outreach. If, if me and him met it our way, he would have been out with us in Katrada yesterday. But I think with Debbie and Candice's wisdom, they kind of put the handbrake on. Um, Johan was even going to come and just drive yesterday. But not being able to even go out, he still let us use his car. So he's still a part of it, you know. I mean, Rebecca... Sorry, Stuart already picked on you, so I'm going to pick on you again. <laughs> I was sharing with the guys yesterday, uh, Holy Spirit's opened another door for us with another human trafficking group uh, called um, Cherished. And um, <clears throat> we've really literally just met with them and they're having the year-end Christmas function next week. And Rebecca phones me out of the blue and she says, I've got gifts for 60 or 70 ladies. Wow. Where can we give it? And straight away, Holy Spirit said to me, um, give it to to this group and I phoned her up and she was almost in tears they, all the other sponsors haven't come through for them so the gifts coming from Rebecca 
are going to go to them so god just knows what we need who needs but again the point i'm trying to highlight it's the togetherness it's the team it's everybody doing their part and together it's it's all about togetherness i don't know have you got something you want to share Hold it, we'll use it in two seconds. I don't mind if things are, are random. <laughs> as, uh, as Mark is saying, you know, um, I, I can't exactly share and say, you know, we, I, I, it's about all the fringe things where the kingdom of God is. And you say, I've got something that's fringe. I go, oh, okay. So, the, so but before we carry on, Cindy Kiba, won't you please stand? We've been praying for you for your, uh, for the growth and we, we we know that there's been been some change and we are, I just want us to to use the a demonstration of what we've shared and her, and been taught this morning to pray for, for you is there anybody else who has a, a specific need for break this morning be it um, I, I, any area or realm we I don't want to limit it for Sinekiwe it's a it's a physical healing anybody else have a physical mental emotional um, need for just breakthrough in their lives won't you just stand we can't, we can't minister on the part in us and then ignore it. Sure? Fantastic. Then I have huge testimonies for, <coughs> for the, the rest of you. Uh, no, I expect huge testimonies from the rest of you for, for next week. Please will you just gather around Johan, Ben and Sinekiwe. Um, uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Where, where you are, like now I'm studying social distancing conscious. Thank you for listening.